Hello and welcome to the DWD Podcast, a weekly look at the progress of voluntary assisted dying in Victoria. It seems like Australia is at a point of waiting for the tabling of voluntary assisted dying legislation in both Victoria and New South Wales. We understand that it won't be long until that happens in both states, uh, however, as a result, assisted dying media coverage is fairly quiet at the moment. One piece worth reading this week is from Dr Nick Carr, which appeared in the Herald Sun. Dr Carr gives a good outline of the upcoming bill, with a focus on the aspect of decision-making capacity. Now, this relates to a person's ability to make medical or legal decisions for themselves, uh, and it is the foundation of the model for Victoria's Voluntary Assisted Dying Bill. A very good insight uh, from Dr Nick Carr. As always, we'll have a link to the article included with this podcast. And now to our main segment. Denise Allen is the former Victorian MP for Benalla. It's an electorate that has since been split between Euroa and Eildon into two different electorates. Uh, and Denise has done a lot of work in the disability sector during her career, so we spoke to her about disability and voluntary assisted dying. For anyone unaware, could you provide a bit of an insight into your past work and your background? Okay, I've been, um, I was the state Labor MP for Benalla from 2000 to 2002, and I've always been a passionate advocate of dying with dignity. I've done some political strategy work with the Victorian Dying with Dignity uh, Committee, and uh, just over the years have been, I've actually even got a, um, a DNR tattoo just above my heart, <laughs> which is a, a um, do not revive. Not that that, not that that may be, you know, sufficient enough for doctors to take any notice of, but at least they've got the idea. <laughs> uh, how have your roles informed your thoughts on the upcoming legislation on voluntary assisted dying? Oh, my gosh, I've been waiting for this for so many years. You know, I, I was hoping it actually would be something that we'd be able to do when I was actually a Member of Parliament, um, but that was 15 years ago. But, you know, over the years, you know, the the, the whole format of the of the debate regarding euthanasia has, has I believe, changed dramatically. And I think it's that uh, the general public of Australia are now more in favour of, of euthanasia than not. And I think the time has come for euthanasia to be legalised. Do you keep in touch with many current MPs or any people within the Victorian government? Like, what is their sort of... Uh, I mean, obviously, the public, very supportive. What, what are you kind of hearing from uh, the Victorian government or the parliament? Not very much, actually. Um, only what I read in the newspapers and, and see online and social media. Uh, I think... Um, there is quite a few, quite a few who support it, but of course there's some who don't, and they're the ones who are in the SDA, um, which is the Shop Assistant Distributors Association. Um, and on the other side of the coin, I don't think Daniel Andrews would would put this up unless he knew he had the numbers. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I know you've got a bit of a background in uh, the disability sector. Would you like to sort of uh, describe what what that's been? Absolutely. Yes, I've been a disability advocate for about the last 10 or 12 years. Uh, I was on the disability, ref uh, disability Reference Group at the Victorian Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commission for six years. And uh, we did a lot of wonderful things regarding people with disability then in, in terms of their human rights. And I think that uh, 
the legislation that, that uh, Daniel Andrews will, in, in, will ensure that all rights and all all the all the legal um, aspects of this legislation will be covered, so that people do not have to fear that people will be wanting to murder people with disabilities or murder older people. You know, um, I think that, that that's just simply a, a dreadful scare campaign by the advocates against euthanasia, and I'm quite sure that the legislation will be absolutely adequate to cover everything. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the government has declared that uh, along with mental illness, disability alone uh, won't qualify someone for an assisted death. It's been written quite clearly and firmly into the safeguards. Uh, is the disability sector accepting of this as a safeguard? Look, I've spoken to some people in the in the disability sector, but not all. And the ones I have spoken to uh, are quite happy with the with the safeguards that are that are in the legislation. And uh, but of course, I can't speak for everybody because I, I just haven't spoken to to you know I've only spoken to a handful of people within the disability sector. But the ones I have spoken to are quite happy with the with the uh, safeguards that have been put in the legislation. I think that's one of the hardest or sort of trickiest parts that we've seen is that there is no one voice for the disability community naturally they're a collection of individual people uh, and so uh, trying to track or understand what the support levels for voluntary assisted dying laws are in the disability community are, are quite tricky which seems to be something uh, that's taken advantage of by um, those opposed to voluntary assisted absolutely, dying. Absolutely, absolutely because I know that there was uh, uh, one of the particular um, women who was on one of the committee, one of the two-year committees with me, um, uh, is now an upper house member for the DLP, and uh, so, and she was on the disability reference group, but is an is an advocate against euthanasia and all the progressive legislation that the <laughs> progressive people want to do. Seems a very simple thing that the government have clearly stated. If you have a, dis a disability alone is not a, a qualifier uh, for an, an assisted death. Uh, for, for us, I think that it seems quite solid, but uh, others seem to be bringing well, up... Well, it all depends on what the, what the disability is, of course. Um, you know, people with motor neuron are classified as having a disability. And motor, as we all know, motor neuron disease is a horrific way to die. And there's been many advocates with um, who have had motor neuron, as, as um, people will be aware, who have advocated for euthanasia over the years. So it would depend on the type of, of disability. For example, I have a muscular atrophy disease. It's not fatal. Um, but that said, as I get older over the next 10, 15, 20 years, it's going, it may well get more debilitating. So my quality of life may, may diminish dramatically. But then again, it might not. But I want to have the opportunity that if it does diminish dramatically, I want to have the opportunity to have access to euthanasia if I, if I want to. If, someone, if a person with a disability uh, has a terminal illness, it is recognised that the terminal illness is the reason for the request for an assisted death, as these people would be dying. I don't know how common that will, will prove to be, but... No, well, it, well, it would be tested at the time, no doubt. You know, it's um, and and of course, you know, the legislation. I think, uh, um, just a memory, um, requires two or three doctors to be to verify the need and two, uh, two doctors. Yep. Yeah, and I would have thought that um, 
if a person's disability is actually causing them extreme pain, is is denying them um, the quality of life, then I think a person should be entitled to access euthanasia. Again, as we discussed earlier, it is very, very difficult with disabilities because disabilities, there's a various, various range of disabilities. I have a disability. I have a muscular atrophy disease, but um, it's... Um, uh, it, it's not affecting my quality of life um, to the extent that it's causing me pain or that it's stopping me from doing anything and I'm certainly getting on with my life. Um, it does restrict me in my mobility and my ability to do certain things, but it certainly doesn't at this particular point in time affect my quality of life as such. But there are people with disabilities that their disability does affect their quality of life. So I would, I would like to think that there would be adequate provision for people with disability whose quality of life is actually uh, diminishing and is just in causing pain or bedridden, anything like that, then I would think that that, that person should be entitled to access euthanasia. I'm sure it'll definitely be coming up in the parliamentary debate as they uh, look to vote on the laws, uh, that this will definitely be brought up. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add to the, the sort of, uh, I don't know, your thoughts on the legislation or the whole sort of processes we're moving forward here in Victoria? Um, I, I just commend the Andrews government for putting up this legislation and I, I just think it's absolutely wonderful and let's just, just hope that Victoria will become the first state to actually have legal uh, legalised dying with dignity laws. That was Denise Allen, a former Victorian Member of Parliament and disability advocate. A big thank you to Denise for her time. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Be sure to check out the Herald Sun article by Dr Nick Carr and listen in next week when we speak with Elizabeth Short about the assisted dying documentary Fade to Black, which is currently screening around Australia with a couple of upcoming screenings here in Victoria. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.